Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome back to another Great episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 50, Matt. Is it episode 50? It Ooh, is. I should have brought some uh, fireworks that are still around. Mm. Fireworks are always a good thing. Do you have leftover fireworks after Labor Day? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, um, saving them for, like, uh, a, a Steelers score. Yeah, that's, I mean, seems a little overkill, but... Um, I don't know. I guess some families just do them for, like, Christmas. Yeah. You know? So, speaking of Labor Day, how was your Labor Day weekend? Labor Day weekend was pretty outstanding. So Mine was, too. You know. I only worked of, half of it. Only, yeah, I'd, uh, I didn't work. So, that, that made it pretty great right off the bat. And I was able to check out a lot of football on Saturday. You know, made, made it to the uh, last day of swimming at the Moore Pool. Oh, on Labor Day. I say so at Moorpool. Got in there right at, right at the deadline for a couple hours before, uh, you know, grilling up some burgers and dogs and some real nice chicken, and some vegetables from the garden. It was a good day. Yeah, I, uh, so Saturday I worked, um, and I made a post about it on our Twitter page that, like, we we're working and making actual money, um, but there was a you lot. You actually erroneous in that tweet. I was actually not working Saturday. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you were off. I wasn't. I didn't uh, have the I didn't have the heart to put it out there on on Twitter. That's okay. I had I, I had barbecue sauce all over my thumbs, and I was like, "You can't tweet." Yeah, you can't tweet. Barbecue sauce. Extremely important tweet. Yeah, you know? I, yeah, I you gotta I, find I, some wet wipes. I had one you. of those shifts that was ten a.m. to ten p.m. Wow. So yeah, that was uh, that was my Saturday. Now I did get to watch some games on Saturday because I have. Four, I have eight TVs in my line of sight. Yeah, uh, from that's super. So I did, and we had all games on and everything else like that. So that was pretty good. I got to yeah. watch some of the games. I got to watch the the stuff in Happy Valley go down. Did you watch the Gamecocks? I did not. We didn't have SC, SEC Network on. It's so weird, man. Like, so I have SEC Network in my house. You know, Julia, she's Gamecock. So, you know, it's pretty important that she she watches even like the games against directional schools, like such as Coastal Carolina. Oh yeah, and it was never really like a close game. I I was kind of just in and out of the room. I had I had the other TV going upstairs, and you know, but when you sit and watch these SEC commercials like during like timeouts in the game, and it's all for like biscuit places and like oh, Cracker Barrel, yeah, and. Places that sell hunting equipment, and it's it's not like watching ACC even. It's like even more southern than the ACC. ACC, which Bojangles. torments us with their Bojangles. Bojangles, games. yes. And I didn't I didn't notice any. I had the pit game on in the other room, but like I said, I was kind of floating back and forth, so I didn't watch a ton of commercials on the pit game. But I, I bet you they they worked in a few Bojangles ads. They did, yeah. They did. We had it on. Well, that 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 game also was kind of not. Not very close ever. The pit game was a three forty kickoff, so to that coincided with the rib fest. That coincided with the rib fest. It also coincided with the Penn State game. 
that coincided Which with... Which forces people to choose sides for next week. Yes. No wishy-washy, like... You can do wishy-washy later when when you realize that Ohio State's about to win the Big Ten. Again. And you can become the biggest Penn State fan on the earth, like I am about to. But until that point, you know... See, no, I, I root for Ohio State uh, whenever they play Penn State. My, my favorite teams, I've established this, is Pitt and Notre Dame and whoever plays Penn State and whoever plays West Virginia. Oh, okay. Um, See, I, I, I liked West Virginia. I didn't uh, I didn't watch much of that game either, but they, they played a neutral site game in Tennessee. Yeah. Or, sorry, against Tennessee in Charlotte. In Charlotte, they did. Um, they played in the Panther Stadium. Yeah, it looked like they had a pretty good crowd there. I mean, those, those are two pretty passionate fan bases. Like, it's not it's not that far to Charlotte from most parts of West Virginia. Yeah. Um, just, it, yeah. Just keep both hands on the wheel. Yeah, it, it, get on 77 and head south. Yeah. Um, now, speaking of playing in professional stadiums, <clears throat> I got to watch some of the Riverhounds game. Oh, whoa. Woof. And pardon the pun, but woof. So... They squandered a serious opportunity. They were playing Indy 11, which I didn't know played in that huge-ass stadium that the Colts play in. Yeah, Lucas Oil. And there's like six people in the stadium. I did not realize that either. When I when <laughs> I turned when I turned on the feed Wednesday night, I was like, holy crap. First of all, they do a pretty bad job of like even making clear where the lines are. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's, I, I don't know how they get away with that. I mean, the Riverhounds, like, yes, they, they let a high school team use their stadium for football. And sometimes you can see, like, the outlines of where the football lines were, but it's predominantly the soccer field. Correct. That anyone, like, can look and see and not have to, like, you know, do a lot of gymnastics to figure out which line connects to what. But I, I couldn't tell what the hell was going on. Neither. I was watching that on the. I was watching that a little bit, and I'm like, how the hell. Do they know where the lines are at? <laughs> yeah. Because the I soccer the field way. is bigger than an NFL football field. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, huh. And then they cut, they showed like a pan of the stadium and there's like a person here and a person here and a person here. Yeah. And it wasn't, they, they didn't even, like whenever you went to that world, uh, the Premier League game that was in Heinz Field where they put everybody on one side. Right, yeah. They didn't even do that. And then, well... Some crowds are so small that that doesn't even make a difference. I mean, the the crowd at the uh, the Heinz Field International match that I went to was, you know, pretty poor by yeah. by anyone's reckoning. Like, especially based on how how well they did in past years when you know big European clubs come to Heinz Field. Um, but yeah, like so, Indy Eleven. I guess you got to look at it this way: like they didn't want to build another soccer stadium in in Indianapolis just for this team. So, you know, they've got this big football stadium that only gets used, like, eight times a year, maybe more. I don't know if they have a Chesney concert at that, but, you know, you'd think they'd ruin the turf at a Chesney concert. So, And that's the other thing. I don't like watching soccer on the artificial turf. Um, that and the lack of lines, like, it makes it real hard to tell, like, since so much of the drama comes from, like, how the ball skips and, like, whether the guy is able to get another touch on it before a defender gets to it. Like, on the turf, it just bounces away faster. Yeah. And then and then you worry, is it going to go out for a corner or a throw-in? And you don't really have any sense of that because you can't tell where the lines are. So, yeah, I didn't I didn't love watching. It, was, it wasn't pretty to watch. 
and the result was heartbreaking. Well, yeah, because it was uh, Indy 11, um, they got the game-tying goal in extra time. Yeah. So the defense and the keeper were way out of position on that goal. And it, it, I think it came in off a corner kick. Yeah. And the keeper was out uh, out in the front of the goal and the, came in on the corner kick. And it hit off a defender and another uh, – and then one of the wingers picked mm-hmm. it up and then kind of just like dribbled right into the net and like mm-hmm. right behind the keeper. I'm like, how does that happen? Oh, it's cruel. Yeah. Like, and it's an extra time. And which, you've gone on for that, that long – and you've you've got the three points like right in your sights, and uh, it's that's a really cruel aspect of the game. Yeah, and it was like, meh, like <laughs> like they and they squandered a good uh, against because we were talking about the Indy Eleven game was probably going to be more important than the FC Cincy game, which FC Cincy game, um, they gave up the game winning goal in the eighty eighth minute, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, in the eighty eighth minute. And the, the, um, the tying goal and, was in the 80th minute. Yeah, they got so the you, tying goal. When you give up a, the tying goal in the 80th minute, like, it's real tough to, you know, keep your spirits up and, like, preserve the tie. But that's, like, sometimes what you need to learn to do, like, is to respect the one point. You know, and say what, no matter what happens, like, we can't give up another goal. Yeah, because um, the, the Riverhounds got gladly taken one point out of Cincinnati, the, the, especially after the loss on Wednesday. Yeah, the Riverhounds got uh, their goal in the 57th minute, then the tying goal is in the 80th minute, and the winning goal is in the 88th minute. Um, and then, like I said, on Indy 11, that was just, you know, to walk away with a tie, and it was in the in it, the uh, stat sheet says Indy 11 scored in the uh, fourth minute, and then uh, the Riverhounds came in and scored in 45 plus 2, so the 47th minute. Mm. I guess they gave them extra time at the half. Um, and then they scored again in the 59th minute. And then you had uh, Indy 11 scored in the 94th minute. Right. So, an extra time. And then, of course, you had a guy in the 86th minute, uh, R. Lee. Who, uh, I'm not sure who... That is, but he got he red carded out. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, so the Hounds did did squander a, a, a win, and then they squandered what could have been another win, mm. but a tie. You would have taken the tie. You would have right. taken a tie. So, um, ideally, so, we were looking at like four points out of the trip. Yeah, and they got one. Yeah, and that keeps them in third place. Uh, behind Louisville City, um, the Hounds are 26, 12, and 10. Uh, 26, 12, yeah, 26 matches, 12 wins, 10. Um, uh, the draws. Draws, and then four losses, 46 points total, 32 goals for, 16 goals against with a 16 goal differential. Um, they're still in third spot. They're going to make the playoffs where they take top eight, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't see them dwindling down that far. No, they've been good. Uh, you know, just the offense hasn't hasn't always been there, and you can't you can't keep putting pressure on your defense and your keeper to be. Well, superb. I mean, Charleston Battery is right behind them with forty five points. Beth- Bethlehem Steel they come this weekend. 
Uh, Bethlehem Steel comes in on Friday night. Um, what are they on? Or sorry, Good points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bethlehem Steel is forty-two points. Okay, so they they can't like surpass us if they beat us. No, we don't want them getting any closer. No, right. So you have. Um, yeah, so you have uh, this Friday, uh, the 7th, the Hounds host Bethlehem Steel. 7 p.m., it's a back-to-school night. Um, Aw, does it have to? And then uh, <laughs> and then next Saturday, the 15th, Louisville City comes to town. Another big one. That's another big one. That's that's a, that's a big match yeah. right there. And you're getting down into rug-cutting time. What's this? The, the, the USL goes into, what, October? Uh, regular season yeah. in October. Yeah, like the U.S. soccer calendar is... Like, March to October. Yeah. And then, like, I think, like, MLS Cup is in November. So, you know, probably the ML, the USL final is somewhere around there. I don't know a lot about the USL playoffs because, um, I mean, that, the Hounds made it a couple years ago. You know, um, they didn't have the TV deal that they have now. and they, they didn't have, I mean, maybe they had streaming options online, but it wasn't as robust now is obviously with like the ESPN deal that they have. So, you know, I'm looking forward to watching some, some soccer here. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, my, my crystal palace also broke my heart on Saturday morning. Yeah. They, so, they took a loss. Yeah. It was, um, you know, they, they were down most of the second half, but they, they never let up and up until like very close to the end when they gave up the second goal. And then, you know, like there's, there wasn't enough time to come back from two down. So, it's all these goals that happen at like the 85th or later that seem to be just plaguing my weekends. Yeah, and it, it, I'm kind of glad that other football is on now because yeah, we do have American football, and we we uh, I know we, we talked a little before we started recording about the the Penn State game was probably the highlight of the weekend. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a it was a that was a hell of a game to watch. Could have been a great upset. Um, you you had the great the great. Um, the away team is down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter, so Matt decides to go out on his porch and, like, pluck little dead buds off all his flowers and, like, water the plants and shit. <laughs> and I come back inside, and we're, we're, like, getting ready to go to the rib fest and sit down in front of the TV and, like, how the hell did they tie this? How, how'd this happen, you know? So we, so we had to stick around and, you know, App State went up a score and then Penn State tied it and... And then you got overtime, and I was, I was like, I'm not, I'm not delaying dinner over college overtime shootouts. So. That you can watch on your phone mm-hmm. on your way down, where you can sell on your dashboard. And, and it was over by the time I got to the tubes. It was so, uh, yeah. And then also this weekend, so with it being a holiday weekend, um, they started the golf tournament on Friday instead of Thursday with a Monday finish. Cool. Um, so Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, took the win uh, at Dell Technologies Championship, uh, TPC Boston this past weekend. That's two wins in a row in the FedEx Cup playoffs and leads uh, again with these points. I don't know how they arrive at them, but he is ahead of Dustin Johnson, uh, 2,328 points. I have no idea about the points, <laughs> but there was some story last week about the points that they're going to like tweak the points for next year. Good. And they tweak had them to a, bu- a point that we can understand. Well, they they had a bunch of different golfers like sounding off on it, and and the analysts on the Golf Channel were saying that, like, I guess last year, like, you know, somebody, like, won a tournament, but because he didn't have, like, the points 
like, like it didn't matter. So he he like basically like poo pooed the tournament, and the sponsors of the tournament didn't like that because you don't want you don't want to sponsor a golf tournament to have a golfer come up and like take the check and be like, yeah, this was fun and all, but like. I wanted to win the FedEx Cup, and I didn't yeah, get yeah, yeah. stupid points in the stupid thing. Yeah. So they they they're trying. I guess it's like weighted more to like if you if you win the tournament outright, like you're you're in the mix or something. But I right. like I, I said, I, I have no idea. I know a little bit more this week than I did last week, but we still. I probably know. have to go pull the transcript to like really have a firm right? grasp. So uh, <laughs> so this week um, they head to. Uh, Aramic Golf Club in Newton Square, suburb of West Philly. Aronamink, I Aronimink? think. Aronamink. Aronamink Golf Club, Newton oh, Square. It's a cool name. Suburb of West Philly for the BMW Championship um, and whatnot as well. So we have that going on this week. That's a big one. Um, West Philadelphia. Born or raised? At Aronamink is where I spent... Probably not many days. Right? There's a lot of, uh... I'm sure there's a lot of really nice golf courses out in that area of, uh... West of Philly. The main line, like, that's a lot of money out there. That's, that's oh, yeah. where Villanova is. And yeah, yeah. That's, Lower Marion, PA. Yeah. Marion, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty... That's, uh, also, uh, big That's news like the rich golf. part of Philly suburbs that you always hear about on CNN every election night. You yeah. talk about those people. Yeah, so also uh, news, um, so the t- for the Ryder Cup, so the top eight golfers in the world make the Ryder Cup for the U.S. right off the bat. Right. Um, and then captains have picks. They have four picks to go in. So Jim Furyk is captain this year. Um, so, and as predicted, the selection, the first three came out today and then the fourth one will come out like in a week. Can I guess the fourth one is going to be Tiger? You can guess that and be wrong. Why, is he already picked? Yeah. Okay. So, captain's picks today from Jim Furyk was Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, and Bryson DeChambeau. Okay, see, I, I thought they were going to, like, hold out Tiger, like, over our heads, kind of like the nah. decision. You know, it's like, well, I they were like, sorry, the decision two, where everybody knew he was going to the Lakers, but then they were like, oh, he's going to the Lakers, like... Yeah, we we know Tiger. We've been talking about Tiger in the Ryder Cup for like two months. So, yeah. Okay, so that's cool that they didn't like make it all theatrical. Yeah. yeah. But that so, means like someone is still sitting out there like wondering if they're going to get. Well, it well, they're trying to figure that. They're thinking it's going to be Tony Finau. Okay. Well, he seems to be having a good season right yeah. now. He, at least the last few tournaments that I've followed. Yeah. Like, I'm they're like, thinking hey. they're thinking Tony Finau uh, might be that fourth pick in there. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, so also uh, coming up in this tournament, Tiger, uh, Ricky, uh, Ricky Fowler, and Jordan Spieth are all playing together uh, in the first uh, round, at least probably the first two rounds. Mm. Um, they'll play together uh, for the B- featured group for the BMW Championship um, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, there's my lift note. It said, hey, your lift will be ready in two minutes. Oh, um, you leaving me here. <laughs> I'll do my own show. It's from 3.50 this afternoon. Oh, okay. I just haven't cleared out the oh. the file. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get notifications, like, going back for, like, a week. Yeah. And, you know, I don't I don't always look at them. They just get buried. It's mostly just news stories, so it's a lot of dumb shit that, like, I've heard about elsewhere since the last time my phone updated, you know? So, yeah, like, but... 
If you're using a lift to go to work, well, like, you know, I salute you, sir. I have, I actually, I actually picked some folks up at your work. Oh! A couple weekends ago. I meant to tell you, but, uh, <laughs> it was like, it was like the last call. I, well, I don't know what time you guys do last call, but it was last call for me. And I was, I was surprised how many, like, young people are, like, outside of the Top Golf. Yeah. Like 1 a.m. on a Friday. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. For their work. Our, our last call is 1.30. Yeah. Last call for booze is one thirty. See these people. These people were like not shit faced. So like, I'm sure there was a whole other wave of like way more hammered people that came out of there at like two. Yeah. And I don't. I don't want to work that late. So I didn't. I didn't bother with that. Yeah. And and then where'd you have to take them to? Like Peters. Peters. Yeah. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you took them to Peters. Um, but no. Nah, so you got uh, this week uh, is the top top fifty. Or the top yeah, top fifty for um, the tournament, and then next week is the um, final um, is the final tournament of the year. And next week is called the Tour Championship, the Tour the Chase for the Cup, and it's uh, Sorry, at East that Lake. Like, that was NASCAR, and it's East Lake Golf Course, which is where it is every year. Uh, East Lake Golf Club. And where is that? Georgia. Georgia. It's there every year. Yep. Is FedEx like in Georgia? Is that what? I don't know. I thought FedEx was out of like Tennessee or some shit. But Why does Georgia get two like every year? It's here golf tournaments. I don't know. Seems unfair. There are a lot of other states that are better golf destinations than freaking Georgia. Yeah, but so next week is the final tournament of the PGA season. Okay, uh, and then. Of course, then the Ryder Cup is Ryder Cup. the last weekend in September. Then there's qualifying, which is, like, right around the corner. Like, golf takes a shorter break than soccer. Oh, dude, golf takes a super short break because they're back on in October. Yeah. They're back on in October. Yeah, they're, they're already talking about, like, you know, like, web.com players that have a chance of qualifying. For and, PGA. And when, when those tournaments are. Yeah. And that, that starts now because if you're going to get your tour card, you got to be ready to start playing the... You know, the California swing and Florida and that's, that stuff's all like, yeah, like February, March. Yeah, like the Hawaii swing is. Oh, is, Hawaii, yeah. The Hawaii swing is, uh, the Hawaii swing's like January? Yeah. Well, who, who wouldn't want to be there in January? Right? And then the California swing is February and then the Florida swing is, well, and then they have the Arizona, Arizona and then whatnot. They do Cali and then they do Arizona and then they do... Florida, and then, uh, you know, they come out of Florida, and then they go into the Masters and whatnot. Right, in Georgia, yeah. and then they but, end up I mean, back in Georgia. Yeah, but they end they up... Should, they should have the FedEx Cup in Hawaii. But, I mean, I think the PGA Tour season starts in, like, Dubai and some shit. Oh, yeah. They have that Dubai tournament. Like, they have, like, backwards golf in Dubai. You know how in, like, in, like, the Middle East they run different direction on horse tracks? Did you know that? If you're ever if you're ever watching if you're ever gambling, Steve, at a sports book in like the Rivers Casino in a couple months, and you and you want to bet on like the Dubai horse racing, they run the other way. Like they they run like clockwise. Oh, okay. So you know, don't don't go like asking so, for your money back. So this year, so this direction. year the um, PGA Tour started the weekend of October fifth. Okay. This is just this past season. Yeah. I just scrolled back to the whole season. It started the weekend of October 5th, which happens to be my mom's birthday. Oh, happy birthday. At Silverado Resort and Spa in Napa Valley. Okay. 
So, so we are back at it, folks. So yeah, I mean, so yeah, it, it was. Damn you, phone! Do what I told you to do. What would golfers do on vacation? Like golf? Yeah, they do. Seafood buffet. Yeah, that's play, the, play this, some mini golf. Now, October like, 5th, screw up your putting yeah, stroke. This, this, past, this past year, October fifth to eighth, um, two thousand seventeen, started the tournament at the Silverado Resort and Spa. Now, granted. I mean, Mickelson played in it, and he finished third. Tony Finau finished second, um, so forth. But I mean, it, it goes all the way through. Um, yeah, there's. Yeah, it's ridiculous on how like the Hero World Challenge, November thirtieth, um, was November thirtieth to December third, and I believe that's Hawaii. No, it's at Albany. Albany Samoa. <laughs> Playing golf in Albany in November. City in New York. No. What? Do they have like an indoor golf course in Albany that I don't know about? Uh, uh, wait. That, yeah. I don't know. It, it's, yeah. And you need to say, golf takes a very short off season. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's golf. Like, what are they going to do on vacation? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you ever watch the young guys take a vacation themselves, mm. um, where it's great to watch on Twitter, like Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, Justin Rose. Those guys are out in, like, board shorts, mm. like, shorts off, like, no shoes, you know, drinking. Yeah. <laughs> like, blasting balls everywhere. They're like the golf version of, like, LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Paul and, like, the, the banana boat crew. Oh, when that they, was... When they, like, all went on vacation together and, like, got one of those banana boats. Yeah. And, like, they all played for different teams, and people were like, oh, what the hell, you know? Golf, it's not the same, because you're not, it's not a team sport, so you don't have to, like, go back to your locker room and, like, explain why you were, like, partying with Ricky Fowler, you yeah. know? It's, that's all, that's basically between you and your wife. Yeah. And they're all, they're all cool with each other, too, probably. I yeah, all the wives are with yeah. them, and the wives are off getting pedicures and manicures and, yeah. you know, everything else, while the boys are out playing golf. And See, I liked it better when golfers weren't, like, bros, you know? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what? I don't know that they were... You ever seen Tom Kite and Craig Stadler, like, get a beach house together? No. Hell no. No, but I have seen Nicholas and Palmer get... <laughs> Not while they were playing. It was more towards the end of their career, but, I mean... You know, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, but, I don't know. Bro golfers are, I don't know. Not sure about it. Not sure how I feel about it. Nah. You know, in like 30 years, there's going to be golfers with like face tattoos and like rainbow grills. And we're going <sighs> to be like, oh man, I miss, I miss the golden days of Ricky Fowler and, and like, <laughs> Justin Rose and getting that, drunk. That guy, that guy, the Bahamas, the guy, guy that everyone hates. Who <laughs> won the Masters. What's his face? <laughs> The guy that nobody likes wore his green jacket to the Astros game. Oh, Jason Day. No, not Jason Day. The guy, he's American. Oh. He won the Masters this year. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's like, he's like shunned by the entire golfing world. Cause, yeah, because he wore his green jacket wherever he No, was. no, he's shunned because he's an asshole. Yeah. And I think detail. he wore his green jacket everywhere for the same reason that he's shunned, which is that he's an asshole. Minor details. Minor, minor details. Well, speaking about off-seasons... Um, there is one that's going to be culminating to a close here starting September 14th. Oh, it's back on the ice. Yeah. Uh, the Penguins training camp starts September 14th. Um, I know that they have one big event left of the year. 
before they start training camp. Yeah. Um, so that'll be a fun event for those guys to get out together and then to families and everything. Uh, and then they will be starting training camp. Now, you know, hockey training camp isn't like football training camp. They don't get locked down for three weeks and then go have a game. They they don't get locked down. Yeah, they, they get to go to their own homes yeah. or anything else like that. They are to practice facility a lot, and they do have, I think it's seven preseason games. And hockey preseason games, I mean, you're not going to see any of the big stars the first couple. Um, right. But you'll see... You'll see them on ice. You'll see them. They'll dress. They'll be there. They'll play live games and so forth. Not the first couple, but like the last few, they will. Um, so yeah, hockey's almost coming back. It's that it's that time of the year where yeah, it's uh, still ninety five degrees in Pittsburgh today. It's ninety five in Pittsburgh. Like hockey might be back soon, but it's still the like furthest out of all the sports at this point. Like baseball is ongoing. Uh, Pitt just played a game. Penn State just played a game. Like, Steelers are coming up. Steelers play you know? this weekend. So, yeah, like, hockey is... Congratulations, hockey. Like, you start sooner than Pitt basketball, and I guess that's something. But I'm not ready to, like, be in hockey season yet. Not even close. Like I said, I, I really, honestly, I watch hockey. It fills the void during the week when there isn't football on. Which, it seems like there's football on every fucking day now. Yeah, there, there um, is pretty much. Um... And there's soccer every day also. And, like, hockey kind of fades into the the background for me until it starts to feel like hockey season. Until after Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's it's not just like I'm anti-pens. Like, I'll, I'll follow them, and I, I'll watch a fair amount of games if I can, but it's not, like, what I'm most excited about. You know? At Sorry, this, they have, this stage, it's football season. Sorry, they have six, they have six preseason games, three home, three away. Um... And they play this year in preseason. They're playing at Buffalo, at Detroit, Columbus at home, Detroit at home, Buffalo at home, and at Columbus. Mm. Um, So that's their preseason for the most part. And then uh, regular season starts shortly thereafter. You know, again, like I said, it fills the void during during the week when football's not on. Yeah, and baseball still going on at that point. That's what I'm excited about. You know, man. and when you get to playoff baseball, and then that, that way I can watch an East Coast game, and a, you know, an, an NL game, an AL game, and then you know, you, you could watch when it's, when it's playoffs. You get what, two series per day. Sometimes in the first round now with the wild cards. Yeah, you know, like once once they have the play-in game, and there's like, like there's like. Four teams in each league, so you you have a, you, like that first day of baseball playoffs where you've got like a quadruple header. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's awesome. I I argue that that's better than the first day of the March Madness. From a purely like fan perspective, because they don't start the games, they don't run concurrent. They, right. they one's over, then they start the next one. Right. They, there, yeah. There's maybe like a slight, depending on there's how long. There's a slight the overlap. Goes, there could be know, a slight be a overlap. overlap, and there you, you switch from like Fox to TBS and back to Fox or whatever. Yeah, but it's baseball from like noon until midnight, and it's playoff baseball, and it's like you know October. Yeah. Although are they starting in September a little bit earlier this year, I heard. The regular season, no, no, the regular season doesn't end October. No, okay, okay. Yeah. So they, they should probably look into that. 
If they're going to keep adding playoffs. Yeah. Because the World Series isn't done until November, and we've already had a snow out game in yeah. the World Series. Yeah, that's you crazy. Know, I, was um, just, I was just listening to something about that recently. Like, I forgot how crazy that was. Yeah, we've, we've already had a snow out game yeah. in there. Um, Freaking Philly. <laughs> right? what happens when you let Philly play in the World Series. Don't ever do it again. Jesus. All right, well, so we don't get mad and ramble on about Philly for an hour. We're going to go ahead and take a break right now. Uh, listen to what's going on with our friends up at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Um, they're the ones that host this podcast, and you can find us on their main page on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and all the fun places you like to listen to podcasts. So we'll be right back in just a few moments, folks. Uh, enjoy. Talk to you in a few minutes. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks. We're back for round two. And Matt and I were talking about some baseball, man. Um, so, a little bit. Baseball. Yeah, we started, we started talking about baseball, and then I got all wound up about Philly. Yeah, because during, they during the break, I, like, I shook it off, and I'm ready to go, and we're yeah. going to focus now. So, um... Uh, the Pirates are pretty much done for the year. They made uh, some final trades, dumping some salary, and seem to be preparing for next season. Yeah? Yeah, so Freese is out. Freese is out. He's in L.A. Yeah. Um, Hechevaria. Hechevaria. He's gone. He's up at the Yankees. Nice to know you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that could have worked out. I mean, people were talking about signing him long-term just because he's a good fielder, but... I guess that was never really their intention. Sean Rodriguez was designated for assignment yeah. in the minors. You know, that's a polite way of saying go to the minors until we can find somewhere to go where you can go. Yeah. You know, for the most he's part. He's not a pirate anymore. I mean, he is a pirate. But, I mean, he's, you know, they're not bringing him back. Probably not. They might. Uh, who else? You they? never know with the pirates. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they brought him back once already. You know, yeah, the the folklore of Sean Rodriguez. Well, I mean, he was available, and they brought him in. Like it's different when like you you control the player, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's like they're saying like we don't want you around, and you know the way even like the the Pirates broadcast that like I mean they they played it up like that was the end of the line for Sean Rodriguez as a Pirate. Yeah, but you know what? You never know. It'd be cool if he could catch on somewhere else and have like a good season, like a bounce back season next year. It would be nice. Um, we like him here in Pittsburgh. Pirates probably don't need help at middle infield if they're really serious about this Newman and Kramer shit. That's already annoying as hell. Yeah. Are they even going to bring these guys up to give them some time this year to see what they can do? I believe so. I mean, I mean September call-ups need to happen yeah. now. Well, one call-up that's not really a call-up, because he's he's well, he's been around it was Frazier. Oh yeah, and he's he's been tearing the cover off the ball lately. So we're, we feel good about Frazier. Todd Frazier, you know, he's been up a few times. Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier. Todd Frazier plays for the Mets. Sorry. Todd Frazier was my last favorite Yankee before my current favorite Yankee, who we can talk about whenever whenever you want to dive into that. Uh, that's actually next. Okay. Um, so anyway, so sticking to the <laughs> sticking to the pirates who are still pirates. Yes. Um. Yeah, they're looking at what they have going forward, which is you know, Polanco, Marte, Dickerson. Um, 
Frazier is like a great well, fourth outfielder Dick, right Dickerson, now. Dickerson, is he uh, restricted or unrestricted this year? I think restricted. I think restricted. Yeah, so. it's like kind of, even when the team was like looking to go for it, you know, they're, they're talking about Dickerson being, you know, a slam dunk, someone who they have under control. Yeah. Somewhat of control. Yeah. So I, I think I think he's a restricted free agent, which means, like, what, they can, you know, match an offer. Yeah, they can match any offer out there. And, what, they get a compensatory pick if he leaves? Something like that. Something like that? Yeah. So if they decline to match the offer, which the Pirates have done in the past. Oh, yeah. They I totally mean, they, they love getting a free draft pick for declining to pay someone. Like, yeah, yeah. Declining to pay people is kind of what they do. Um. So, I mean, they'd be stupid not to, though. No, I mean... They, yeah. You need a left fielder. You need... You, you need trade away Austin Meadows. Hit. You traded Austin Meadows. Yeah. So, you know, you're trading Austin Meadows, who was your fielder in the minor leagues yeah. that was supposed to be the next Kutch. Yeah. And... Did you see Meadows was involved in a in a beaning brawl incident <laughs> in, a, in a Durham Bulls game? No. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, like like somebody came after Austin Meadows because he's with what, like Tampa now? So he's with the Durham Bulls. Yeah, so he's with the Durham Bulls, and they and yeah, yeah. So I, I, it was at, it was at Durham Bulls Stadium, and you know, a lot of history there. A lot of history. a lot of made up history, fictional movie history. Um, Nobody knew the Durham Bulls were if it wasn't for that fucking movie. I mean, people like us would because we're like baseball. We, nerds. we like baseball, but like, yeah, but yeah. Like we also know who the Chattanooga Lookouts are, and like <laughs> the, the Toledo Mud Hens, the Toledo Mud, and the Albuquerque Isotopes, and the uh, the Mudcats, Carolina Mudcats, everyone's favorite Pirates Double A affiliate of all time. Uh, what was uh, what was uh, the uh, Barons? Birmingham Barons. Birmingham Barons. Where Michael Jordan played. Yeah. Terry Francona was his manager? Yeah. Yeah. Tito Francona was his manager Man. in the Birmingham Barons. It's ridiculous. That's baseball history there. He didn't uh, like the bus, so he bought him a new one. Exactly. Uh, so, we'll, we'll we'll speak of your current favorite Yankee. Um, I'm so glad. I've been, I've Kutch. Been, Kutch was traded to the Yankees. What are you talking about? My favorite Yankee is Glaber Torres, Steve. <laughs> Ooh, see what I did there. Well, no, yeah, Kutch. Kutch, trade the, the hell? Hell? Trade the Yankees. And we were talking about this. And they had to, they had to be, the deal had to be done before August 31st, mm-hmm. so they'd be eligible for, um, they, they had to clear waivers. And be and have a trade done by the thirty first of August in order to be eligible for the playoffs, which was Friday. Which was yeah, Friday. So like Thursday night. It was Thursday, yeah. I like so so. Kutch goes to the Yankees. So now you have two former Pirates on that team. You have Neil Walker mm-hmm. playing with the Yankees. You have now three Kutch, if you count Hetchavaria. Three if you count Hetchavaria, who who spent a minute in Pittsburgh. Um, now here's the thing. Aaron Judge has is on a DL with a broken hand or a hand issue. They didn't. They won't say what it is. It's a it's a hand contusion. Um, so they must be worried about Aaron Judge because of him coming back or not for them to go get cuts to play center field. I I'm not sure. Like I talked to my in-house Yankees expert the other night, mm. and um, he seems pretty pretty solid that. The judge is coming back, and yes. this is this is more just about adding some depth. And they can't very well just like 
run out a weakened lineup right now because they are still in somewhat of a division race, I guess. Yeah. Well, okay, but the Red Sox have Chris Sale and David Price coming back off the DL mm-hmm. going into the stretch. They're, the Red Sox are eight and a half games above the Yankees. Now, there's not a whole lot of time left in the season, but the Yankees can get red hot and go on a streak, and the Red Sox can run cold and go on a streak, and the Yankees yeah. can overcome. I mean, eight and a half games is not unconsiderable, <laughs> especially in the AL East. You know, that, that mm. I mean... And they probably still play each other a dozen times before the season's I, over. I think at least once. It seems like half the baseball games played in any given year feature the Red Sox and Yankees. Yeah. If you watch ESPN, that's well, certainly many, the Well, how many divisions... You play your division opponent how many times? I, I, I don't think it's like nineteen. It, it is a lot. I mean, it does seem like the Pirates are playing the Reds every other day. I mean, I mean, I think like it's like I think I think it's like nineteen times you play your division opponents. Yeah, I mean, well, that's cool. That's what makes baseball entertaining. Like the division rivalries, like the heat, the sudden hatred of the Cubs that I have. You know, hundred years of losing. Like nobody had a problem with the Cubs except for like maybe White Sox fans. Yeah. Right. And Cardinals fans, of course. Mm-hmm. And just from, like, two seasons that coincided with the Pirates being kind of good and the Cubs being kind of good, you know, it's like they're my new enemy. And, and, I Cubs, remember, and, and like, the Brewers. Like, they weren't even in the National League for my you, entire childhood. Like, yeah, the right. whole, like, collecting baseball cards era, you know. Yeah. And then they put them in the National League, and it, it only took, like, what, like, four seasons and about 50 losses to them, and... We're like, you know what? You know what? Screw these guys. So, yeah, like, I mean, people joke about there being, like, too And it's many not like the Brewers, and, and, the, and it's not like the Brewers are even good. The reason why everybody... They're not. The reason why the, Bur- the, reason why the Red Sox-Yankees games get hyped up is because they're all shown on ESPN. Yeah. ESPN's like, oh, it's the Yankees-Red Sox series. We're going to show this for three nights straight. Well, they'll get a huge rating in the giant cities along the East Coast. Yeah. Like, everybody who tunes into Yes... And Nesson mm-hmm. for their oh, yeah. preferred baseball game, like from Maine down to like freaking Virginia and Florida, of course, because everyone, oh, yeah. everyone in Florida is from New England, is and from New, New England, and New York. So, so yeah, like they get a big rating whenever they could show that. If they could show like Steelers Patriots nineteen times a year, they would. Like, oh yeah, people tune in for that shit. Definitely do. Um, so Kutch is going in to sure up the lineup. Uh, for in the outfield for defense, yeah. and his offense hasn't been too hot this year. He's hitting like two twenty, right? Um, you know he's got seventeen or eighteen home runs. Mm. He's not lighting the world on fire by Has all he means. Beaned a lot. I don't think he's gotten beaned a lot this year. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's what the Yankees are hoping for. Like, uh, yeah, you never know. Uh, also, the NL West is still a hot division, as well as the AL West are the ones to keep the eyes on the AL West. Um, Houston's up two games over top of Oakland okay. for that division lead. Uh, and the NL West is super tight um, with the Diamondbacks, Dodgers, and the Rockies. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're all within a game of each other. Uh, and so for those, look at those stats. Early. I mean, I, I don't let me see who finished today. Um, and again, I did mention that Chris Sale and David Price are coming back off the DL. Um, you know, and they are ahead of the Yankees there on that one. So, 
Have you been watching much of you? You get to see more Western games than most people, mm. or at least transcribe them. I haven't. I haven't been as much. Like when I finish work, like the West games are starting usually. Um, I've been watching more of the tennis past couple weeks, which we have on right and, now. Uh, yeah, I, 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 every once in a while, like if the Astros or the A's are playing, like I'll, I'll throw it on. And, well, and so okay, so uh, apparently tonight the A's lost, the Astros won. It's now uh, three and a half games in the AL West that the Astros are up, but the A's are still second team in a wild card. Yankees are the first team in a wild card. The A's are the second team in a wild card. So they're going to have a one-game playoff. Yeah. Is what that's going to end up being. Your NL East... It would have been wild if Kutch had gone to the A's. Yeah. He wouldn't have had to... <laughs> really wouldn't have had to move. We had a whole we had a whole discussion about the BART last week. Yes, we did. The NL, it was all for naught. The, the NL East... Um, Braves three games up over top of the Phils. Nats are seven and a half back. I don't see that anything happen there. NL Central... Cubs are up three games over top of the Brewers... Cardinals are four and a half behind that, and the Buccos are thirteen and a half, and then the Reds are twenty two and a half. The, the 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 NL series to watch: Rockies are a half game up over Dodgers, and the Diamondbacks are a game and a half back. So they're all within two games. Of each so other. it's something. It's it's not as exciting as it could be. No, but there there's still some things in play. Um. So, so your NL, it looks like your wild cards right now are going to be, if the season ended today, both wild cards would come out of the NL West. Yeah. So you'd have the Rockies win, and then the Dodgers-Diamondbacks would have that one-game playoff. That's good. You know, I'm sick of the Cardinals. Yeah. I'm always sick of the Cardinals. That is true. And then hearing someone else's mouth the whole time. Oh, well. <laughs> you know, you just mentioned Alabama a few... Fuck. If, you're ever tired, if you ever get tired of hearing about the Cardinals from the person I think I, I think you're talking about... <laughs> yeah. Like, you just start talking about Alabama football. Yeah. You know? Him and, and I... Then, and then when you get sick of that... Him and I in the, uh, him and I in the national championship game I a think couple I years ago... Notre Dame, Alabama, in the national championship game. We were at the bar. No, I know. I was, and I was and we were going. Uh, whoever scored, uh, you know, uh, if Notre Dame scored, he owed me a shot. If Alabama scored, I owed him a shot. Oh wow! Needless to say, it did not end pretty for either of us. Yeah, well, um, but <laughs> rarely does when you two get together. <laughs> I, I watched that game at work, and it was... You showed up to the end of the madness. Yeah, well, I mean, once I got out of work, it was like... I had I had a morbid curiosity. <laughs> You're like, let's see how this is going to end. I man. knew, I knew it, like, five <laughs> minutes into the first quarter that I wasn't going to be, like, triumphant in my uh, arrival at the party. No. So I just kind of rolled in and just, just to kind of check out the shit show. Like, I hadn't seen enough shit show in one night, so I decided to come check on y'all asses. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was a good night. That was a good night. It was a whole good fun. Uh, that was actually a, somewhat of a high-scoring game. Oh, somewhat, and, yeah. and, it, and it was close till the fourth. Yeah. So, and then Alabama pouring on. But it was, it was close, but it was not like... Yeah. yeah. It was never tied. 
It was never a tie. Zero zero was the only. It was the only tie. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it was a good time. That was a, that was a rough couple weeks for Notre Dame because that was when the whole like Manti Teo got catfished. Yeah. 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 That was that was rough. Lots of people apparently get catfished. I don't know why they made such a big deal about it. You know. Meh. Minor details. Minor details. I mean, come on, like. So speaking about college You're football, to ruin the guy's life. Speaking just because he got tricked into thinking he had a girlfriend who didn't ex- actually exist. I mean, uh, he's still in the league. Yeah, he's still in the NFL. He was so much more popular before the cat. Oh, he was. He was so much more popular in college. Um, speaking of college football, week one is in the books. Mm-hmm. Pit one thirty-three-seven uh, over top of it was Albany. I believe, you yeah, know, Albany, Albany the, uh, the, great the, Danes. the Great Danes, uh, they won that game. Scooby-Doo and Marmaduke, uh, examples of Great Danes, for those of you who can't visualize the mascot. Right. But, yeah, that that is a football team. Think of that. Yes. Penn State won 45-38 in overtime uh, against Appalachian State. Penn State did not drop as far in the rankings as I thought they would. I thought, you know, going to overtime against App State would would take them down to, like, a 20th spot. They only took them down to, like, a 12. App State's not a bad team. No, they're up in Division One. They're in Conference USA. Yeah. Um, they made a bowl last year. You know. They're, and, they're a program that's rising. And if you've ever been to Boone, North Carolina, that's a great town. It is. I love Boone. <laughs> and I was, I was just visualizing, like, the next time I go there, they'll have to, like, redecorate because all the bars are just, like, covered with, like, Y'all remember that time we beat Michigan? Right. Memorabilia? And I was like, where are they going to put all the y'all remember that time we beat Penn State memorabilia? Unfortunately. They, unfortunately, they didn't. So I uh, guess they won't be selling any more like picture hangers than usual at the general store there yeah. on King Street. Well, uh, WVU won against Tennessee. 40-14 to 14 was that final. Um that 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 didn't even look like it looked like a game for the first ten minutes, and then after that, WVU just took over and rolled. Uh, I, that game was on at the same time the Pitt game was and the Penn State game, so we had all three games going on at work at the same time. Tennessee's just not not what it once was. I mean, they're trying to be like they're trying uh, to get back there. They won a national championship within the last ten years. No. Yeah. Tennessee? Yeah. Who was their quarterback? T. Martin. That was not within the last 10 years, man. We old. Peyton Manning was already an established veteran <laughs> in 2005 in the NFL when the Steelers beat him in the playoffs. Okay? And we were we were kind of old then. But we definitely old now. T. Martin did win a national championship, but like... Manning's first year in the pros was like '98 or some shit. Yeah. So that like Tennessee hasn't won a national championship for 20 years, and they've they've been down and they've been through coaches and they had Lane Kiffin for a minute, and uh, you know it's they're not they're not as like I'm just saying West Virginia beating Tennessee like on paper like might seem big but it's probably not big. You know they'll have probably tougher better teams in their conference. You know, even in what's supposed to be a down year for the Big 12. You know, we're, we're looking at, like, Oklahoma not being as good. 
as last year because they don't have their quarterback anymore. Um, and then it wasn't a very strong conference to begin with. So I'm st- I'm still optimistic about uh, West Virginia football, even though I'm not like technically a fan. Like I do enjoy watching them and seeing how they they keep their heads above water in the Big Twelve. Which, by the way, I saw I saw our friend Jason the other night, um, and we did talk a little bit about college football, and he agrees that it's really dumb that West Virginia is not in the ACC where they belong, with with two of their biggest natural rivals. Right there. In tech. So actually, I guess, wow, 98 was their last national championship. Thought so. Because I remember, I remember ESPN did a piece that I, it was like, I think I watched it like my first semester in college and it was about how like everybody in Tennessee is like naming their kids Peyton. Because he, he, but he didn't even win them anything. You know, he was just like, they were just obsessed with Peyton Manning. And I was like, who the hell is this guy, this Manning? Um, God, we're old. Wow. We are old. Because, yeah, Peyton Manning left, he was 97. And he, he, you know, and then... Hard to believe that I'm just four years younger than Peyton Manning. A man who can't even, like, turn his head to side to side. I know, right? (laughs) I guess, I guess I uh, I guess I picked the right line of work for folks who like having lateral movement. So how about uh, so this week we have uh, Penn State comes to Pitt here at Heinz Field. Uh, tickets for this game are kind of ridiculous right now. They, I mean, they sold out month or like a month ago. They sold out longer than that. Longer than that, they sold out. Um, well, Bill Peduto tweeted about it a month ago, so that's where I get all my news. Right, uh, $297 is what they're going for online, 300 250 240 195 166 Ooh, That's a deal. 161, 161 is row B. Oh, 520 row B. That's actually not bad. That's not bad, yeah. <laughs> 161, though, for that seat. I mean, that... I mean, face value on that ticket's a hundred. Um, You're just taking a risk. Yeah, you know, because I've I've been to like the big anticipated games before. So have I. Where they come out and just shit themselves. I went to the Pitt, Pitt, Penn State game the first when they came back two years ago. I went to that. Okay, well, Pitt won. Pitt won. It was so that's great. awesome. Was it worth whatever you paid? Uh, I actually had face value tickets, okay. which was 100 bucks. Was it worth it? Yes, to me okay. it was. Well, would it have been worth it if Pitt had come out and like given up five scores without answering? Um, it still would have been worth it because of just the people that are down there and hanging out. And college football is more about the bickering and whatnot. And me True. breaking out t-shirts that I haven't worn in years. Okay. And so stuff just like that. Yeah, I got as much to tell I, I got to work. Oh yeah, well, I got to work. work then but you know, but I'm saying like if you're if you're wonder, if you're on the fence, like should I buy a 160 dollar ticket to the Pitt Penn State game? No, I go down. There I would and say find go one soak cheaper. up some atmosphere. I'd go soak up some atmosphere and find one cheaper. But are they kicking people out of the lots? Uh, I don't know. Who don't have tickets? I, I don't know. They're that, that's talk of the NFL stuff. That's NFL stuff. That's talk of the NFL stuff. Okay, see, I heard that something. I just yeah, you you did hear that. That's correct. Okay. 
Um, I mean, a lot of the venues like use the NFL rules for the college events. Too. Yeah, for the most part, you know, like when you when you go to like like that soccer game that I went to at Heinz Field, they're like we're following the NFL bag policy. Yeah, you know, they they follow it's the Heinz Field bag policy. Well, but they they pass the buck and say it's the NFL. Yeah, it and is, it, and it is technically like they have to maintain security across the league. That's like somewhat consistent. You know, you can't have people like bringing chainsaws to the Coliseum in Oakland. You know, just because they're pissed that their team's moving. You know? So you got to have, like, rules that say, like, you know, like, your bag can't be big enough to obscure a chainsaw. <laughs> and it's got to be clear. So, and then you have um, Youngstown State goes to Morgantown. Um, Ooh. Youngstown State Penguins going out of Morgantown. Yeah. I think that's going to be uh, an easy win for WVU. That's how it's set up to be. Yeah. And I'm and I'm sure they're getting their paycheck to go down there. And I'm sure they are, too. Get their asses kicked. But that doesn't mean that the players are not going to try. Because you know what the players don't get to see any of? Money. The money that they're getting paid to go get their asses kicked. Yep. So, then you you got, know, that would be my pep talk to the Penguins. And then you got Ball State. Ball State's going to South Bend. Similarly, I would also, if I was allowed to give a pep talk to Ball State, I would say the same thing. You are not getting to see any of the you know, money that we're Your school's getting paid. getting paid. Your coach is getting paid. Your athletic director's getting paid. You, however, are not. So, just go win. Go and, win. And also, they, they get paid whether you guys win or not. So, you might as well go make your name. Some other interesting games going on. Um, TCU at SMU. That's that's always a fun one. Um yeah, uh, that's what a team from Dallas versus a team from Fort Worth. Yeah, so that's kind of like a little. They'll probably play that rivalry. in Jerry World. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they will or not, but they probably will. Um, they played that Miami game there. Michigan State, Kansas State, uh, Western Michigan. What did Michigan, Michigan State do last week? Did they play? Everyone played. It's the Big Ten, right? Yeah, there's no weeks off. Yeah, this is well. Weird. They get they get bye weeks, but they don't they don't take a bye week during like the first. Week. Yeah, Western Michigan's playing Michigan, New Mexico, Wisconsin, UCLA, Oklahoma. Um, I'm just running through some random games. Rutgers at Ohio State. That's a big time game. Now, now it is Arkansas State at Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina. That's a yeah. That's a big one. That's a big one. What time is that? That that'll be on CBS. I three thirty. But yeah, we don't. You don't need the SEC network to watch that. Yeah, no. Georgia's Georgia's number three, South Carolina twenty four. Um, yeah, yeah. This is this will make Miami feel a little better. <laughs> they got Savannah State going down to Miami. Oh, good. After LSU just showed them their ass. Yeah. Uh, South Carolina State is playing UCF. Um. S E L A, southeastern Louisiana. They're playing LSU. Yeah, yeah. That's a now. So southeastern is what? Is that the Raging Cajuns? I think so. Yeah. USC Stanford. It's a seventeen ten game. Uh, shit. That would be a decent one. It's kind. Of, it seems early in the year for USC Stanford. No. Oh yeah. Yeah, but. Did they change? No, they're all still in the same conference. Okay. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I guess you got to start your conference schedule at some point, but a lot of schools don't. Alabama State, Auburn. 
<laughs> That's Alabama State. Yeah, yeah. Not, not yeah. Alabama. That's relax, Alabama. Jason, relax. Yeah, it's Alabama. He guaranteed that they won't lose. The, the only chance that Alabama has of losing this year is to Auburn. Guaranteed it. I only talked to him for like 10 minutes, but you, you get so much out of him that's Alabama-related. Let me see who they got here. Uh, they got Arkansas State this week, Mississippi, Texas A&M, Raging Cajuns, Louisiana Lafayette, Arkansas, Missouri, Tennessee, LSU, Mississippi State, the Citadel. Why the fuck are they playing the Citadel like week 10? <laughs> they did that last year. They, they play a cupcake pretty late in the season because they're, they're gearing up for their playoff run. And then they got Auburn's the last game of the year. And you know what? I hate to say it. He's probably right. Their only other shot of a loss is LSU. He's probably right. But their only shot, their only shot of a loss other than that's LSU. Um, yeah, I think he might have been underselling LSU a little bit. Yeah. Didn't Nadal just take a loss here? Did he just no, he come won. back and won? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really a comeback. Like, they, it, we, but after started, he shit the bed on the first set. Well, I don't think I didn't should, see it. You, I, you I'm kind of did. I don't know what happened. Like, maybe he, like, dropped three games and was just like, you know, I'm going to tank the rest of the first set. So I have more energy for the fifth. But this, this is like, what, like five and a half hours of this? I don't understand how tennis goes this long. There was a whole tennis match that went over a two-day period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, well, in, in, because in Wimbledon, there's a curfew. Yes. So they, they had to come back. Yeah, okay, so four hours and 49 minutes. That's ridiculous. And, you know, like I, I've heard people suggest that they play only three sets for the men's. You know, because like women's tennis is almost like more popular than men's tennis. Because you can, you can watch a women's match... Like a good three set women's match, and it'll be over in like two and a half hours. But when you got the men that go five sets, like it, it is like a, it's longer than like a baseball game. Yeah, and four um, hours forty nine minutes. But like we we started recording, it was like the start of the the fifth set. fifth set. Yeah, and it, and it went to a tie break, so it was actually a very back and forth, you know, set. And I wasn't like watching every point, but um, seemed like the crowd was really backing the underdog, this team. TM or whatever, he's from Austria, and, you know, Nadal hasn't looked his best this tournament, but he's still winning, so, and then and then he wins, and then he takes his shirt off. Federer, Federer lost. Yeah, Federer um, was gone, like, early. He lost last night. Oh, did he? Yeah, last okay. night, Federer lost, um, and he lost to, I don't even know the guy's mm-hmm. name, but Federer was out, and, um. A lot of it had to do with, he said he, he couldn't breathe in there, and there was, uh, you know, no air movement inside Arthur Ashe Stadium. It's stupid hot in there. It's stu- yeah. That stadium is built straight up. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean. And, it, and it's been really hot. Like, the, the first day of the tournament was last Monday, mm-hmm. when it was like 95 degrees here. Yeah. I mean, and in New York. Like, they're they, flushing. They, I mean. They had, like, half of the matches, like, the first day, like, people just quit. You know, just didn't, you know, you get down, 
you know, you're, you're down like two breaks in the final set, and you're just like, you know what, I can't come back from this, and I feel sick. Uh, I need to go, like, vomit. And, and they give, they've they been giving these guys, like, 20-minute breaks and stuff. Yeah, they, a lot of them are going in and getting a shower. The ice day. towels are, like, the, the symbol of this U.S. Open. Is yeah. The, like, you know, the big white towel, like, rolled up with, with ice. It's frozen, yeah. And they, and they just drop it over your shoulders. Oh, man, that looks so nice. I could have used one after my, like, 45-minute bike ride today. I can't imagine how it feels to play tennis for four and a half hours Jeez, yeah. in, in this garbage. Well, we're going to talk about football for the rest of the time. But first, we're going to go ahead and take a break and find out what's going on more with our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. So we'll be right back in just a few moments. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks. And we're back. Final segment. All football. We did some football last segment. I think I think the, the joy of this segment is going to be talking about the Steelers. It is. And first, before we get into actual real live lifeline football... How'd your fancy team shape oh, out for your draft? draft? Are you serious? I've been yeah. waiting all week. I got since Sunday anyway. I drafted Sunday night. I drafted Monday. Got some got some sushi from Katana, and I just you know, I had the third pick. I, I used it on um, Antonio Brown. Oh, look at you. Okay, so um, like, so I'm guessing Bell and Gurley Gurley went one two. One, two. And, you know, I was, wasn't really high on the, the guy in Arizona. And so I went Antonio Brown. And I'm in a, I'm in a PPR league, so it, mm-hmm. it helps mm-hmm. that, that I'm in a PPR league or you, you wouldn't take a wide receiver necessarily with your first overall pick, with, with the third overall pick in the draft. But um, I'm risk-averse, so I wasn't taking Barkley. And, um, like, who went five? Like, I don't even know. But anyway, so I, I, I was happy with Brown at three. Um, no, nobody, like, made fun of me for reaching with my first pick, although, like, you know, time will tell. I think, I think he's going to have a good week one. I think, um, whoever took Bell is going to be screwed for a little bit. For a little bit, but that's, like, the risk you take. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because in my draft, someone took Des Bryant. And I hope that was like a sixth round or like a sixteenth round pick or something. It was later, but yeah, like he's not actually on a roster. Like we had, we at one point in my league made a rule that you couldn't draft a player that wasn't on a roster. And I think the reason we made the rule is because someone was trying to get Ricky Williams when he was like doing his holdout. And it's different when it's someone who's like holding out as a free agent. And is going to be really good when they come back versus like someone like Des Bryant, who's only a free agent because no one wants him. Um, you know, so I feel like if you're going to draft a guy who's technically not on a roster, like that's on you. Yeah. You know, if you understand the risk of drafting a player who like is threatening to not play, I mean, so, are you going to call his bluff and make him the first pick? I wouldn't have taken him. No, if he had fallen to me, like I, I don't think I would have taken. So, so I had, uh, so my league changed this year. 
mm-hmm. which was a little disappointing. Uh, we used to have 16 teams. And we'd do two eight-team divisions, and we'd have cross-division play. Right. So you'd actually play somebody that had some of the same guys as you at some Which point. is awesome, because, like, your team is stacked. But, like, you could play a game against someone who has, like, your whole, or, like, half your team. Yeah. And, and it became a chess match at times. <laughs> so now... <laughs> All fantasy football is a chess match. Right. At so, so now we're doing 14 teams. I drafted sixth. And we did the snake draft. So I drafted okay. sixth and had to wait a while mm. to come back to me. So my first pick at six was Alvin Kamara. Okay. Running back. Yeah. Pretty good decision, I think. How many running backs do you have to start in your two? Two? Okay, see, my league, I only start one. So that's another reason it's easier to get away with taking a wide out with your first pick. So, um... Yeah, they changed it. We used to start two running backs, three wideouts, um, a flex, a kicker, a defense, and your quarterback. Oh, wow. Now we're only starting nine. We're doing two running backs, two wideouts, a flex, a tight end, a kicker, a defense, and a quarterback. So my team lineup that I have right now is starting, and I think I'm going to keep it this way, is Drew Brees, which... He only puts up 5,000 yards a season, and how many touchdowns? It's true fucking breeze. Yeah. Alvin Kamara, running back out of New Orleans, who is not only just a running back, he's also a receiving back as well. Um, last year, Drew Brees' numbers went down because Alvin Kamara came on strong. Uh, I also have Tyree Cohen as a running back, who, for the Bears, stole mm-hmm. a lot of touchdowns here and there. Bears are looking like they might be better this year. I have uh, Adam Thielen. Okay. He was actually my first receiver pick because oh, my snake draft came up. So I had Kamara at one, and I took Thielen at two. Uh, I have Juju Smith-Schuster as wow. a wide receiver, who ironically got to meet tonight. He was at he was at work, <laughs> hanging out. Check out his Instagram. It was awesome. <laughs> um, it's not the first time you met him, is it? No. That's <laughs> not the first time I met him. Um, uh, I took for my tight end um, Trey Burton, Chicago. I have also um, I picked up Sanu as well. I got him, Muhammad Sanu. Yeah, I drafted him. He's as my flex player. I have the Jaguars defense and Stephen Goskowski is my kicker, who I've had for like the last yeah. four years. You just like him because his name's Steve, right? No, I like him because he's solid. I mean, he's a good kicker, but it doesn't <laughs> hurt that his name's Steve. Yeah, right? I got Matt Prater. Yeah, there you so, go. So, like, I, I didn't... No, I picked him because his name's Matt. Yeah. And because uh, he kicks the ball yeah. through upright. So, on my... And I'll, and I'll cut him the second I can replace him with someone better. So... Because <laughs> I don't care. Like, like I, don't, I don't know if your league, like, limits the amount of transactions you can make. Like, my league used no, to do that. We, don't. we used to have a limit, and then it was, like... $2 per transaction once you got over the limit, and you had to, like, really, like, map out your, like, kicker strategy, and we finally just decided, you know what, like, let's just, like, up the dues to get in the league, and, like, get our pot higher that way, and just have, like, unlimited transactions, and I only have to start one of each position, and the rest is all flex, so, like, you. I, I went heavy on wide receivers in this draft, I have enough running backs to get by. Like, I got Devontae Freeman for my RB1, 
I got, uh... I didn't last year. I got, um, Powell again. Bill Powell. Yeah, I got, I have, I've always had him. I got, I got some of my old favorites back this year. So, so... And some, and some new friends. On my, on my bench, on my bench right now, I have John Brown, who is with Baltimore this year instead of Arizona. No, John Brown, John Brown, I heard, was moldering in the grave. But anyway, that's Uh, the old song. And then I have Theo Riddick. I have Richard Matthews. Um... Elon Abron, I'm tight end uh, out of um, Indiana. Yeah, I have Andy Dalton. I have uh, is it Travis Benjamin Rams? Thomas, Tra- I think it's Travis Benjamin Rams. wide receiver. Yeah, uh, and then I have um, Deontay Foreman who. I let Amanda make that pick. It was my last pick. And I was like, I gotta go pee and go smoke a cigarette. <laughs> if my name comes up, just pick somebody that you want. You didn't save the kicker for the last pick? No, I took my kicker like in like the sixth. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Really? How? What? I took my defense in the fifth. Oh my goodness. You should join my league next year. <laughs> I, would, I would love to see. I would love to see the reaction to your your style of draft picking. Maybe people would stop making fun of me for picking David Boston first overall. Like in the first year we ever had the draft, we we've been dude. This league we've had this league every year since I graduated college. So we're we're talking like let me, let me, let me, let me, years. Let me think of grief. Over so David Boston. so I got I took Camara one, Thielen two, Schuster three. Breeze four, five was Jags, six was Goskowski, um, seven was Cohen, eight was Burton, Sanu was nine, ten. Yeah, and then after that, it, after you picked your starting lineup, then it was almost best available, dude. At that point, uh, this is for a fourteen-team league. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough, man. Like I, I'm in a, I'm in a ten-team league, and I got like, okay, so I reached a little bit for Roethlisberger as my quarterback just because I could tie him to Antonio Brown. Like right. you're doubling down on your investment of a first-round pick. Like if Brown if Brown succeeds, Ben succeeds. Devontae Freeman was my second pick. Uh, I got AJ Green. I got Allen Robinson. I had him last year. I got Golden Tate. Uh, Robert Woods is the Ram who is named Robert. Who I I was thinking. I got Robert Woods. I got Houston defense. I got Matt Prater for my kicker, and then my bench. Right now, I got Dion Lewis, Muhammad Sanu, Josh Doxson, Sonny Michelle. Uh, Cole from the Jacksonville, like K. Cole, it's, um, mm-hmm. Keenan Cole, Kieran Cole. Uh, I got Theo Riddick from Detroit. I got Bilal Powell. And then my backup quarterback, and this is crazy, I didn't do this on purpose. Like, my commissioner, whenever he sends checks out, he always, like, folds them inside a piece of scrap paper because he doesn't buy the, like, security envelopes. Right. And so, like, he's a teacher, so, like, the, when, when he sent me my, like, winnings check from last year, it was, like, rolled up in a page from a quiz on, like, Night by Ailey Wiesel. And it was, like, dark as hell, you know what I mean? I was like, why are you sending me a quiz about, like, Holocaust literature? 
like along with my check for twenty dollars for like winning one week of fantasy, you know. So I I, I got them back. I just ripped a page out of the uh, NFL style article in ESPN magazine of like Dak Prescott, and I actually like sealed the envelope before the draft. Meant to mail it like two days before the draft, but I didn't have a stamp. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, I can't mail you your check until Tuesday. But I swear to God, like it's it's sealed and it's ready to go. So when he opens up the envelope and like you know texts me, hey, got your check? I'll be like, you know, I didn't I didn't do it on purpose, but I ended up drafting the, the guy on the on the picture that I sent you in the mail. So like, keep it in good condition because when I have a feeling that you know. When I win this year. Ben's not going to start every week. <laughs> i got a feeling. Right? Uh, so, yeah. So, fantasy football, we're going to be going on that shit. Um, draft is fun. I, I have a fun time fun. drafting. Did you all get together for No, we draft? don't get together because we are spread out between most mostly, like, the D.C. area. And, like, there's, uh, there's, like, one or two of us still left in P.A., and then there's, like, the commissioner lives in Cali and one other guy's in Kansas. So all the D.C. area guys got together at a bar that had Wi-Fi and probably... Yeah, go to, like, one or the other's house in, yeah. in years past. It's like a 45 I had guys tonight at work you know, that, that were sitting there. They were drafting their league. I had three of them sitting at the bar. And they had their laptops up. And they were drafting on the online draft and so forth. And they had, you know, ten other guys... Apparently you know. that's like a niche now for bars. Like they they market that. I I don't know where my dad goes these days, but he told me that he was someplace where they had signs that said like you know talk to the bartender about we booking had us for your draft. We had that. We had yeah. a we had a. Fancy, well, I know my dad ain't hanging at Top Golf. We had a fancy football draft package, um, you know, uh, available with food and bay time and everything yeah. else. You know, it wasn't. See, it wasn't in a, it wasn't crazy expensive, but it wasn't the cheapest draft of like going to your buddy's house and just getting a barrel of beer and drinking all day. Yeah, like I asked at the Moonlight about their banquet room once because I, I wanted to have it for my birthday, but I was just gonna have like a couple dozen people. Right, and they're like, yeah, it's for like forty people. Like no, uh, they, they do like bridal showers and stuff. Yeah, and it's like no, man, I it's it's tough to find like a, a facility like that. It's almost like. On South Park, when Cartman always, like, books the conference room at the hotel to, like, have whatever, like, dumb bullshit he's on about in that particular episode. So, um, It's like, how can I how can I just get, like, a conference room and some minios? Like, probably a little bit cheaper than going the bar route. So, so last Thursday, uh, I was at work, and they said, hey, uh, you, you can go, and you don't need to come back if you don't want to for your later on shift. We're mm-hmm. going to be kind of... Slow. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so I talked to a man. I'm like, hey, I'm going home. I'll be at the house. I'll come pick you up from work. No problem. She texts me. She's like, hey, are you are you coming to pick me up? I'm like, yeah, I just went to the bathroom. I'm leaving like two minutes, walking out to the car. She goes, good. Do you want to go to the game tonight? I just got handed free tickets. I'm like, well, sure. Sounds like a plan. Oh, yeah. I saw that. So, uh, so Amanda and I went to the fourth preseason game. Mm-hmm. And we sat in section 220 uh, in the end zone. Uh, towards on the close end. Uh, great time, great to watch the game, and I was sitting there watching the game, and we're sitting there in our Steeler garb, and it was so hard for us not to just leave the game and go eat ribs. Uh, <laughs> the rib fest going on, all you smell is barbecue all night, which was awesome. Uh, but as I'm watching the game, 
uh, Mike Tomlin has some difficult decisions to make, and mm. he made a. Uh, and I'm sure it wasn't only him on this decision um, not to bring Landry Jones back, but but what you know, man, Dobbs and Rudolph played their asses off, mm-hmm. and not bringing Landry back saves them 1.9 million a year on the cap, which is an issue for them. <clears throat> I'm just like I'm surprised. Someone on Twitter posted, like, retweet this and I will buy you a Steelers t-shirt in your size if the Steelers cut Landry Jones. And I was like, I don't usually, like, do this shit. But I'll retweet it No, I didn't. I did, because I really didn't think they were going to cut Landry Jones. I, I, I took it. I took it for what it was, which is like we were talking you know, somebody about somebody making really, a bold claim on Twitter and offering to like back it up by giving people free shit. And I was like, that's that's all that I need. I, I, just to see the post with like it sort of affirmed my worldview that it's insane to cut Landry Jones because he's a game he's, manager. He can at least manage a game, like. You're not if if Ben gets hurt in the middle of a game, you you now have to put in Josh Dobbs or Mason Rudolph. Yes, either a second year with like no experience or a rookie with no experience. Correct. Um, seems a little insane to me to have that to to not have a solid backup. If if you oh my god, and look who we're looking at, we're watching Sports Center. Doug Peterson, the coach of the Eagles, is standing there talking. I don't know what he's saying, they're, they're but I can about... I can tell from the footage that they're talking about the fact that the Eagles have two quarterbacks who could both win them a Super Bowl if yes. they needed to. Nick Foles. The Steelers and don't have that. Ever. No, they don't. I'm not saying Landry Jones is going to win them the Super Bowl. No, but like you said, a game manager is a game manager. capable. If ben, goes down, if ben goes down for four games. Landry would get him at least two wins. Landry's at least seen what it looks like at the end of the tunnel. Yes. When you're the starting quarterback and you've got to run out there as such. You know? He's not going to be overwhelmed by the moment of being the backup and starting a game or of coming in in an injury situation. He's done both. Mm -hmm. A lot of Yinzers don't like the way he does it. But a lot of answers are just like crappy, whiny, shitty football fans. Because because they they see Josh Dobbs, they see Mason Rudolph. Now I I see Mason Rudolph as the future. I'm not sure he's the future, but he's not the present. He's not the present, but I see Mason Rudolph as an Aaron Rodgers situation, sitting behind Brett Favre for a few years, right, carrying a clipboard, and then Ben going, "Do I want to retire? Do I not want to retire? Do I want to retire? Do I not want to retire?" I don't say they're going to fly a jet to McCandless. To go get him, but I yeah. mean, you know, I I see Mason Rudolph could be the future. The way he plays the game, the way he's, he he has that pocket passer presence and so forth. Um, Josh Dobbs is, is more of a, a, a runner, and uh, and look, and what I saw of him in that game and the games I've watched previous uh, with him playing in it is is he looked at his options and oh, oh, there's one out there I'm going to go now. Yeah, and it was um, a lot of lot of plays against scrubs, you and know, guys who right. probably didn't make the league. You know, and then you know, speaking of scrubs and guys that didn't make the league, um, one of the cool things that if you're not, they didn't show it on TV. I'm sure 
uh, for the game, but if you were there, you saw it, is the team came running out of the tunnel, and they did all the, the introductions of the, of the starting defense for the game, and the rest of the team came out first on the starting defense. Then after that happened, all the guys that were on the bubble mm-hmm. or not on the team, you know, went down to the end zone and the closed end and sat there and held a knee and said a prayer and said, you know, praying to the Steelers football gods. Let me have a hell of a game to make this squad right now. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the guys, like um, one guy I was watching that game a lot was number 15, was uh, Trey Griffey. He didn't make the active player squad. He did get put on practice squad. You know, so, I mean, there's, what, 11 spots on practice squad. Here's what I was thinking, and you know, some of friends and I were talking about with the quarterback situation was, do you put Josh Dobbs or Mason Rudolph on a practice squad spot? They could have done that. Yeah. They could have carried four quarterbacks. Teams Almost unheard of. Yeah. I think the Steelers carried four quarterbacks at one point in time in the last ten years. You don't need a lot of quarterbacks um, to have a practice because all the quarterbacks do in practice is, like, stand around and throw footballs. Yeah. And they have machines that do that. Correct. You know? And, like, maybe maybe James Harrison might have, like, sacked a jugs machine once or twice. Um, you know? Yeah, but... He could uh, afford to repair it. Speaking of James Harrison, he's going to be on first take tomorrow morning. Oh, goodness. Um, <clears throat> I'll probably be awake to watch that. Well, you can give us the rundown, because yeah. I'm definitely not. Yeah, right? <laughs> You're like... <laughs> eh. if, and if I am up that early, it's... It's to watch. It's between 10 and noon. So, and I can probably watch the rerun of it. Between 10 and noon, what I'm typically doing is like (laughs) cat related. And if it's not, then it's like I'm sitting outside drinking coffee. So also the big thing today was um, I watched Tomlin's press conference. His Tuesday press conference. Of course... He goes through and does the Tomlin press conference. And then the first question Here's what the team we have. Here's the team we're going against. We got this. These guys are doing this. This guy's going here. This guy's going here. He made Cleveland sound like a Super Bowl team like he always does. Uh, And he comes back. They are from the Super Bowl of sucking. And and he says, now, he says, um, I open the floor up to any questions. First question was, and it sounded like it was Gene Collier. I don't know if it was or not. It sounded like Gene Collier. It's like, uh, do we have any word on Le'Veon Bell? No. Have you talked to him at all? No. Uh, do you have anything going on? Uh, what's going on for uh, Sunday uh, with Le'Veon Bell? Le'Veon Bell is not in camp. I don't know what. Or Le'Veon Bell did not come to, into the team. He did not come in. I don't know what's going on when he comes in. We'll make that determination. All I can tell you is that if he's not here by Wednesday, he will not play Sunday. Man's a saint. Seriously, Mike Tomlin's a saint, okay? Because, <laughs> like, you know, like, you got shit figured out. And people be, like, asking you, like, oh, what about this? What about that? And you're just like, I don't care about this and that. He said, I got to worry about I the guys I have here right now. He's got it figured I out. I got to get this I'm going. sure, just like you and me, like, we've been talking about, is Le'Veon Bell going to be in training camp since, like, last year, the second quarter of the Jacksonville playoff game. <laughs> you know? And um, it was all just a bunch of bullshit until the day that he didn't show up. Like, we knew he wasn't going to be in, like, St. Vincent camp like right. that. We knew. There's no oh, way. Yeah. Unless if he, he signed he's a deal. So, if he thinks he's worth so much money and he feels so hard done by the Steelers, there's no way he's going to, like, move into the freaking dorms in St. Vincent and go through camp. 
But, you know, if he wants to play, he's going to show up at the facility at some point. And there was that report that he was going to be there on Labor Day. And then there was that tweet about the fake news and don't believe it. And uh, I guess he held to his word because Labor Day has come and gone. Well, I mean, and he did not show up for work. I mean, here's the deal. If he's not in camp by tomorrow, if he's not with the team by tomorrow, he doesn't play Sunday. That's all there is to it. See, I, I think you uh, you let him go out there. No, of course I don't. You gotta you gotta show up and. I mean, he can still get up to speed if he's if he comes I mean, to work. I mean, he can be. We're, we're recording. It's it's it two thirty in the morning. Thirty in the morning on Wednesday. It, it, he could be on a private jet right now on his way back to Pittsburgh and show up at Steel facility tomorrow. He's gonna go ahead and get his physical, get passed, go to practice, and he'll be playing Sunday. Will he start? Mm, maybe, maybe not. Starting running back is like, I mean, that's like starters in hockey. So go, I started for the Penguins. Like, well, yeah, you played 45 seconds and you went on sat on the bench because that's how hockey works. Mm-hmm. You know, like starting running back, yeah, you might you might get first and second down, and if you do really good on both plays, then you get to sit down for third. Right. Or or if you get first downs on your so, first two touches, you get to so, go sit. So we're going to have Le'Veon Bell watch tomorrow. Uh, by the time you hear this podcast, you'll know if he's going to be playing on Sunday or not. Um, and... You know what? Would you give up eight hundred and seven eight hundred and seventy nine thousand five hundred dollars a week? Because that's what he's giving up. If he doesn't show up tomorrow, he's giving up eight hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars. I mean, if he really believes in the justness of his cause, I don't know. I don't know what kind of like nest egg he has. He's an NFL football player. So he's got a lot of money, but I don't know how much he spends. Yeah. We don't have access. We don't have access to that information. The salaries are publicly available. Now, now here's the other thing, too, is is Le'Veon Bell. You know what? If you sit out one week just to prove a point, cool. But you know what? The Steelers are not going to give you the contract that you want. It's done and over with. Yeah, at this point. They'd be You're stupid. playing on the franchise tag for your eight hundred and seventy nine thousand dollars a week, which is totaled to fifteen fourteen point six million a year round numbers, and it's it. And let the Steelers offered you their best deal. All right, so they cut Landry Jones and say one point nine million. You think they're going to give that to you? Come on, seriously, you're you're not going to get you're not going to come in tomorrow and sign your deal and like oh hey wait we're going to give you your seventeen million a year now. Thank you. You proved your point. It's done and over with. The Steelers have always been good about letting guys walk. Yeah. And they've typically have non gone. There's a few exceptions that have gone on to have a better career. Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Vrabel, okay, is one. Uh, there's guys, Rod Woodson, he got a Super Bowl. He got a Super Bowl, but he didn't have better. He didn't have a better career. He yeah. played in Oakland for a couple of years, went to Baltimore for two years, got a Super Bowl out of it. Because, frankly, that knee injury that he sustained with the Steelers like, was, limited what he was able to yeah. do, as, especially as a kick returner and a punt returner, which is why everyone in Pittsburgh fell in love with him. Right. Um, and then he happened to be a hell of a fucking defensive back. Yeah. You um, know, Rod, Rod Woodson was great. And I was the cool thing about Rod Woodson leaving was that, like, even when he went to the Ravens, it was like we it was like the right mix of like the Steelers were still better, and we just liked Rod Woodson a whole lot. 
Yeah. It, it didn't even matter. And, and like, yeah, if I walked into a bar and I saw, like, a Rod Woodson Ravens jersey, like, I hanging. Mean, Mike Wallace hasn't done shit since he's left the Steelers. Mm. Um, Besides, uh, like, screw fantasy people. Uh, what's the guy that's in Denver? Emmanuel Sanders. He really hasn't done shit. He's been good, though. I mean, he was on some good... Like, I guess it's all based on fantasy. You know? Did, did he get a Super Bowl? With, no, but only one team Bowl gets a Super Bowl every no, year. No, 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 no. Did he... Was he on the team when they won the Super Bowl? I believe so. With Peyton? Yeah, I think so. All right, so he might have a Super Bowl ring. There you go. Uh, but he didn't... He, he hasn't made a name for himself outside. Anyway, he didn't really make a name for himself in Pittsburgh. People knew... I think people knew him better in Denver than in Pittsburgh, honestly. Yeah. Because I, I watched a few, and I, I just base it entirely on, like... Fantasy football. The com- between fantasy football and if Denver is on TV locally, it's because they're, like, the game of the week. So it's, like, how much does Jim Nance gush over him, and how much does Phil Sims like, slobber all over him? And, you know, like, seems to me that they always said good things about Emmanuel Sanders when they had that sick receiving core with, like, Demarius Thomas... And Peyton throwing like forty five yard ducks, mm-hmm. but they're getting under him, and and they won a Super Bowl. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll find out tomorrow if Le'Veon Bell comes comes or not. And if you know, and if he doesn't like, come tomorrow, he's not playing Sunday. If the sun doesn't rise tomorrow, Steve, what are you going to do? You know, start Either James Connor. You start James Connor. Well, I don't have James Connor on my fantasy. Well, no, but in real life, but I do have Antonio Brown. In real life, you're starting James. Connor. I'm kind of loving it, Steve, because if Bell sits out. Mm. Look! Look! All right. So for fantasy breakdown, all right. So fantasy breakdown. If Bell sits out, there's, uh, there's more a, touches for Brown. More touches for Brown. More touches for Juju because Brown's going to get doubled. Yep. And then that's going to be your story all year. Yeah. And then you're going to have. And then you're going to have those guys. I have one guy in my league. He drafted James Conner like the eighth or ninth round. Like, yeah. You know. I don't think he got drafted in my league, but he'll get snapped up off the waiver wire immediately. If he, well, yeah, like waiver wire is closed, but after the first round of games, like. Whoever the biggest loser is in week one, they, they could do very well to grab James Conner. Yeah. I mean, there's always depth. Like, you got all these bench guys. You can't play them all. Well, Matt, it's that time of the year where we get to go head-to-head on picking games. Oh, good. So, we have the list of games this week. All the teams are playing. We're going to start off with the Thursday night game. Falcons and the Eagles. Eagles get that opening game because they won the Super Bowl last year, so they get to have that opening Thursday night game. They got the Falcons coming in to Philadelphia. They're going to raise that banner out there in the city of brotherly love, and hopefully they don't have to grease the light poles again. Um, I mean, they can grease whatever they want in Philly. <laughs> I think I, I think they're going down. I think Matt Ryan is is a little itchy to uh, show Jalen Sanders that he's. Not a bad quarterback. So you're taking the Falcons in that? Yes, I am. Matt's taking the Falcons. I'm taking the Birds. Go Birds. Falcons are Birds. I'm going Eagles then. And then we got the Steelers and the Browns game. I know we're taking the Steelers. We're both taking the Steelers. We can't. We can't pick against the Steelers right. in week one when they're playing the Browns. Both of us. How about Bills Mafia and Ravens? In Baltimore. My uh, fantasy opponent this week is going to that game. He's, he's a Bills fan, born mm. and raised, who married into a Baltimore sports fan family. And he's, he's going as, like, full-on Bills fan. Mm. But every time his tight end, Charles Clay, K 
catches the ball, I benefit. <laughs> so he's gonna he's gonna be while he's getting harassed by Baltimore fans, he's gonna be getting harassing text messages from me. Because Charles Clay, yeah. hey, that's three more points. So I'm picking the Bills, even though Peterman is their starting quarterback. It's time for Peterman to have his like toss point over redemption. Okay. <laughs> You know what? I actually like the Bills in that situation, too. Um, Jags and Giants. Um, I, in, until I hear otherwise, the Jags are still my dad. So I have to pick them. Mm, I'm not a New England Patriots fan, so I, I still wear that curse I think of the Jaguar. I, I think we're both going there, too. I'm going Jags over Giants, even though Plus, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, you know, I... Bucks and Saints. I bet you Tom Coughlin has a few pointers. I know he's not, like, running the team down in Jacksonville anymore. Like, on, he's like, not the, the game GM? day. He's a GM. He's not running, like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. he's not in the huddle. But yeah. I, I think he might know a thing or two about how to beat the Giants. yeah. Come on, it's gonna be Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, how about Bucks and Saints? Well, I got, you, I got, you got Drew Brees, so I'm gonna pick for you. I got the Saints all day long. In Saints, that. yeah. I, I, I don't like the Bucks. I don't like Jameis Winston, man. He, is he suspended? No, no. Well, he should be, um, <laughs> but he still sucks. Texans, so Saints. How about the Texans at the Pats? At the Pats, I just don't see it. Got to go New England. Yeah, it sucks. I had Gronk in, like, the second round. No, third round, I could have had Gronk. Gronk went in the second round for us. It was too early to take it. Well, in your goofy league, he would. Yeah. But my league, he was... He was how about... Know, how about right? It was either him or A.J. Green, and I took A.J. Green. How about Niners or Vikings? Um, Vikings. I'm yeah. going Vikings. What, Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, Jimmy Garoppolo's Niners. I'm going Niners. We need some variety this year. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Niners. That's a safe pick. Titans and the Finns. Hmm. That's a tough one. I'm going to go Dolphins. I'm going Titans. Bengals. like a million degrees down. Bengals, Colts. Bengals. Yeah, I gotta get with you on that one. Chiefs and Chargers. You know what? Chargers are like the flavor of the month right now. Yeah. Chiefs are a playoff team from last year. They have a new quarterback. I'm gonna go Chargers. I'm going Chiefs. Oh, this is gonna be exciting. Seahawks. I hope you don't like curb stomp me like you did last year <laughs> in the overall scores, because I'm really having fun contradicting you in the first week. Seahawks, Broncos. I'm going to go, I, I, I'm, I'm going, I'm going Broncos on this one. I'm going Seahawks because when I saw how high Russell Wilson was in fantasy last year, right. it kind of blew my mind. I don't know, I don't know how I managed to miss that fact. I guess I never went up against him and I didn't watch a single Seattle game all year on TV. How about the Cowboys and the Panthers? Cowboys. Yeah. Skins at Cardinals. You know what? Uh, Alex Smith down there in D.C. But uh, at but Cardinals? At Cardinals. Larry Fitzgerald's 105. Um, <laughs> and still went in the fourth round in my draft. No, no, he went really high in my draft, too, because like 
Like, I have a friend who just, like, he's, like, always has, tries to have Larry Fitzgerald on his team. And he totally reached for him, and I was just like, dude, like, you know we don't award points for giving eulogies at Senator's funeral, right? (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I'm gonna go cards. Same. I, I don't, I don't like, you know, Washington on the road, that's a tough trip. Bears, Packers. That's a, that's a game. Khalil Mack effect of the Khalil Bears. Khalil Mack like, effect of the Bears. I got the do you Bears. Wanna, do you want to bust I got, I got Tyreek Cohen. Um, so you're on the Bears side. And then you've got Aaron Rodgers on the other end having to come out and justify his, you know, world historical contract that he was just given. I mean, that's, it's it's like... It's like the flavor of a month, you know, free agent defensive player. I, I, I think I'm going to go... Versus the highest paid quarterback. I, 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 I think the Bears can actually get in there and do some shit. I don't. Go Packers. All right. And then the two Monday night games. Your East Coast game, Jets-Lions. Oof. Nah, that's, a pick, that's a pick em. <laughs> God, I don't care what anybody says. That's a pick'em. Oh yeah, it's at the Jets Mm-mm. in Detroit. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'll take Detroit then. I'm going to as well. Probably going. And then your West Coast game: Rams, Raiders, Monday night. <sighs> Raiders don't deserve to win. No. Still, still too much of a shit show. Yeah, Gruden hasn't. Done what we, they, Where's the discipline, John? They released Martavis Bryant. Well, well he's apparently looming a year long suspension. Yeah, he's gonna get, yeah, but I don't know, or or a longer than a year suspension. But they haven't even said if he's going to get suspended or not. But he's not on a team, so I guess they don't have to say if he's going to get suspended. Um, you just lost your your franchise defensive player to the Bears because I guess he didn't get along with Gruden. Yeah. Um, Imagine that. You know, you got Amari Cooper, Derek Carr. That's a good connection out there. You got uh, Cook, Jared Cook on the tight end side. Running back, you got Beast Mode. I mean... Beast Mode's old. Yeah, and you got John Gruden's an offensive-minded coach, mainly in the passing game. Oh, I just want to see him fail. I'm going Rams, though. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. All right. All right, so there's Matt and Steve's picks this week. Uh, go ahead and give us a listen. That way you can call your bookies um, or uh, just go see them up at Santa's Bar in Dormont um, and uh, make your picks there. And uh, remember, Wednesday's payoff and collection day. Uh, so on that aspect, I think we're going to sign off right now for our 50th episode and starting football this year here at Bold Sports. Matt, anything else to add? No, man, I'm good. I'm looking forward to another great weekend of watching football. The kind you kick and the kind you throw, it's all good. Awesome. All right, folks, have a great week. We'll talk to you all soon next week, and watch out for us on Twitter. We'll be uh, lighting that up this weekend here soon. Have a good weekend. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. 
You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com. 